This is your life, God's truth. Your QFM. It's Phil. Mike is hanging out too. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. Yes, and we're going to the phone. Pastor Gus is with us on the phone, and always good to get some insight from Pastor Gus. How are you, sir? Hey, brother. I feel like a teenage girl talking to you all the time because we're always on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> we're, either, we're either on the phone or texting. <laughs> yes. Yes. On the phone chatting. That is good. Kind of glad you clarified that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know what? Uh, I, by the way, are you uh, feeling any cabin fever with this uh, cold winter that's still hanging tough? Or are you good? No, no. Nah. We're okay. <laughs> we just got back from Mexico. So oh, yeah, that's right. On, on cloud nine from that. That is good. That is good. Well, you know what? I want to just take a few minutes today to talk about the situation with uh, the potential war of uh, Russia and Ukraine and the involvement by the United States and other many other countries, frankly, and NATO. Uh, Breakpoint today was uh, very sobering. And, you know, Gus, I wanted to get your take on this and, and Mike as well. I mean, it's honestly been a while since the United States has uh, dealt with uh, the potential of something as big as this. I mean, you know, we've had peace for a number of years. There have been smaller uh, conflicts. And even, frankly, you know, when you think about uh, Iraq and, and so forth, it doesn't seem like it was quite as crazy as this. You know, because we're talking about, we're not talking about ragtag countries here. We're talking about the superpowers, you know, Russia and China and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, they've been a little bit on the, the periphery. But here's the thing. This is what Breakpoint said today, and I want to get your comments. Full-scale war in Ukraine could cost tens of thousands of lives in a matter of days. May lead to an ongoing blood fest in the agricultural heart of Eastern Europe. And might result in an even greater remilitarization of the world. It's even possible that this could be the start of something the world has not seen in 80 years. A great power war. If the industrial might and technological prowess of the world's biggest nations are brought against not ill-equipped insurgents in deserts or jungles, but against those equally capable of hitting back, millions could die. All of our illusions of being invulnerable to destruction would end. Now, this is John Stone Street of Breakpoint talking. He does go on to say it's a worst-case scenario, but not out of the realm of possibility. Have you thought about this at all like that, Gus? No, not like that. Um, and really, there's two things that I think of primarily when I think about that situation. Number one is... Getting involved in everybody's battles is not necessarily the best thing for America. But at the same time, if you're the biggest bully on the block, so to speak, and you can you know, prevent some other bully from beating up another little kid, then you might have a moral obligation to do so. So I vacillate back and forth with the United States saying, Russia, you're not going to do this. And if you do, we're going to go to, we're going to fight. Mm -hmm. And thinking, ah, man, Ukraine, you know, you might get decimated, but at the same time, it's not our fight. 
Yeah. I honestly don't know yeah. which one is more wise, but it seems to me that John Stone Street is saying, I don't know if we should get involved. Is that kind of the flavor of, of the broadcast? You know, he doesn't really get into that too much either, you know. He, he takes this take. Let me read this paragraph to you. He said, when Christ was on earth, he offered hope to people whose situation was more defined by fear than affluence. And, he's, and you know, John is saying we're getting into some areas again now in world politics that there's going to be people all over the world, again, living more in fear than affluence. I mean, we're, look at the stock market again today. I mean, things are really changing. Uh, mm-hmm. Price of gas is is skyrocketing. We could get to four or five dollar gas easy, even in the Midwest. They're already over five to six dollars on on the coasts. He goes on to say that Jesus knew that their world was about to be further rocked by turmoil, the likes of which they'd never seen, and he knew he would not be with them, at least not in person. So he said in Matthew twenty four. See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they'll lead you astray. You'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of birth pains. There's no false promises of world peace at all in scripture and it just seems like verses like that take on greater meaning when we're in a very fragile and very serious situation in the world today don't they yeah absolutely and when you start thinking about the kind of weaponry that both of our nation this nation and russia has i mean really i mean we're mm-hmm. talking hundreds of thousands of people dying in an instant you know, with one bomb. Yep. Like, there's no r- real, you know, there's nothing in Scripture that prophetically says that that won't happen. In fact, I would argue that that describes some things in Scripture. Yeah. Well, you and know, here's it's like, the thing. Wow. <clears throat> there's a lot of people, and I think you included, we've touched on this a little bit before, that it's possible that Jesus is coming back soon. And there's some things that need to take place. Mike, I know you're... You've been studying on these sorts of things, too. And Russia, I was reading this today, again, from uh, David Jeremiah and from Bible prophecy. Russia is in Scripture. You know, it's more so uh, the name of Rosh, you know, but that does depict uh, a very powerful land to the north, and uh, which would be Russia. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, Gog from the land of Magog, which, of course, Magog being the stands the Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, they were all part of the Soviet Union. And that's what Putin wants, Gus, mm-hmm. right? Is he wants mm-hmm. the Soviet Union to come back together. Let's get the boys back together. And if that's a huge part of what this is about, and it is, I mean, he says it is, uh, this again plays into the potential of real fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Yeah, and we need not, like, worry about all this. Like, God gives us a bit of the playbook so that we can understand that He's in control. And it's not that we are supposed to fight against that. It's just supposed to, like, hey, He knows it's going to happen, and we ought to be okay 
because we're eternal beings. And even if a nuclear bomb is detonated in northern Minnesota, like, okay, I'll see you in heaven. You know, it's like, I don't want to be glib about it, but it's almost like, eh, it's not that big a deal. You know, we're just going to go to heaven. Hmm. You know, I wanted to talk to you about this because... That is the thing. We're not trying to be fear mongers here, Mike. I mean, yeah, we're just no, yeah. just like uh, Stone Street today. This is the reality of what's going on right now. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. It could all fizzle out tomorrow, and that would be amazing if they could somehow find some dialogue. But we're not seeing any kind of leadership from the United States here, Mike. You told me no. about a, a video <clears throat> that has been already taken off where they asked uh, Biden about this, and he doesn't even know what to say. He, 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 he can't. I mean, he can't. I mean, you have to almost feel sorry for the guy. He's having a hard time with um, this. He's got some advisors, of course, but... Uh... Right. But we, you know, I look at it like this. I I, I, I used to have fear. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more I'm studying scripture and the more I'm starting to understand it, this isn't, this, none of this stuff is political for you and I. Yeah. It's it, and from... Gus, it's not. <laughs> this is scriptural. Yeah. And and I got Gus, I liked what you said about God giving us these things. He gives us a foreshadow. We are to prepare, we are to disciple, bring more people to Christ. I mean, we are to be doing our job yeah. even though all this is going on. We have Amen. to be Gus, don't we have to be as a as the church, even though the world kind of hates us these days, but we have to be a sure foundation, steady a steady hand through all of this. I'm going to give you one more verse, and then I'll let you take it. Uh, John 16, 13, Jesus said, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, we've all heard that verse a million times, but when you say that verse on a day like today, it just takes on new meaning, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, we we seem to think that wherever we live is our home. Like, War Road is my home. Yeah. Bemidji is your home. And it's not. Hmm. Like, heaven is our home. We're just passing through. We're like sojourners and wanderers through this vacation destination called Earth. Yeah. But our home is in heaven, and we want to try to bring people home. So let's let's be about bringing people home and not wringing our hands about the fact that the place we're having a vacation for 20 to 100 years is going to hell in a handbasket, right? Like, mm-hmm. we have to yep. take our mind out of the temporal mindset yeah. of, you know, preparing for retirement and, you know, just wanting peace in this world. There's not going to be peace in this world, and you might never even make it to retirement. So if you don't prepare for eternity, who the heck cares about retirement, you know? You know, you look at a guy like Putin, and you go, why on earth would he do this? But it's the same thing. You look at somebody like Hitler or any of these other tyrants over the years, they just do it. It's because... Because God wills it. That's why. Exactly. And (laughs) and because of sin. Sin Yeah, it's not like... Putin doesn't have enough, yeah. right? Like, he's got a pretty big freaking country, you know? Like, what does he need a couple more little countries for? Mm. You know, that, well, it used to be part of us, and we want to be big. Like, yeah. 
you know, there's something in his heart that's being driven by the hand of God to 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 have all this happen. You know, like God used the wicked Babylonian, you know, oh, kingdom time. to chastise his righteous, you know, Israel. Yeah. You know, his his kingdom. Like like it's just happening again, you know. Mm. So Putin's heart is in yeah. the hand of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying he's a follower of Jesus, I'm just saying Right. And he can't do anything that Jesus doesn't will. See, I was just thinking of that. I mean, so many people say, oh, it's God's will. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. So if it's God's will, why are we fearful? Because <laughs> we, we don't know exactly we what don't. his will Hello, is. But, though, there, but there is some truth to that. But, there, but we do have an idea. Yeah. That's yeah. my point. Well, from Scripture, we, right. get, we have the that's, that's prophetic what we, shadows, yes, things like that. That's yeah. what we have. Yeah. yeah, and those are great tools to be able to show people like, hey, there's actually, you know, what's going on right now with Russia and Ukraine and the, all the stands? Like, like, there's some evidence that this guy, you know, he kept together a volume of books, you know, that's titled the Bible, <laughs> and that kind of stuff is like in there. Isn't that intriguing? Like, I know you're not a follower of Jesus, but isn't it intriguing that a book from thousands of years ago is talking about the headlines of today? Hmm. I wonder if there's something else in that book that's that's a little bit more specific to your heart and your soul. Yeah, Could amen. It be sin. <clears throat> well, that's the thing. You know, I, hopefully this would motivate us to share the truth about Jesus, and not you know not just to get into the stuff about the wars and all that, but what did Jesus say about it, and how you know how should we respond? And really, it is to just put our focus on him at the same time that we have eyes wide open as to what's going on around us we don't need to stick our head in the sand of that either but uh to keep on the forefront who jesus is the true story of the gospel you know that we are a part of god's story this is one ginormous story uh, the bible is a big chunk of it and then of course what we have uh, going on even now and we are players characters in that story and you know one big character in that story besides jesus is the church you know the bride of christ we're a part of that and so he's called us to play a role and it's time to really step up and and play that role uh even maybe more so right now during a big old crisis like this i mean this one just feels really big it does you know and if this full-scale war breaks out we're all going to feel it I mean, and, the whole world is right. going to feel it. And so, so most, so what I what I think when you say that, I'm just like, you know, if I was not a believer in Jesus Christ, oh, but I knew we'd be fearful, knew who he was. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fearful, right? But I'm going to be a lot more fearful of where I'm going to end up versus what's happening <laughs> over there. Yeah, it's true. And I think a lot of times things like this bring people. To God. Yeah. They do. Well, we will pray for and, that. And we pray yeah. for that every day. Yeah. But it's good to pray for our military, to pray for our leaders, to pray that God would intervene. There's you know, there's a lot of followers of Jesus in Ukraine, Gus. Do you have any connections to Ukraine? There are lots of missionaries Not very there. strong ones, no. My wife yeah. was there a couple of years ago hmm. uh, with a friend of hers picking up some uh, orphans. Oh wow! You know, yeah. yeah. So she's been there, and and uh, but I don't have any strong connections there yeah. uh, at all. There's a lot of churches throughout the QFM area that have connections to Ukraine. Yep. Lots of missions work there, and and of course, uh, it's a, a rich country. Forty-four million people. 
you know, that, what did we hear the other morning? It's the richest source of aluminum yep. in the world. It's another reason. He wants and they've got these amazing seaports on the Black Sea. Of course, Putin wants all that back, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Katya, the, the student that yeah. lived with us for a year. She's from there? She's, she's from there. Her mother still lives there. Oh, she does it now? her mother, her dad. No, she's over here in the States. She now. is, okay. Yeah. Well, Gus, we've got to wrap it up. But anyway, thank you for weighing in on it. And uh, again, not to be overly heavy, but just to look at it with eyes wide open and, and a, a good biblical response. So it's pretty interesting, isn't it? It is. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, God bless you. And, you know, you're a pastor. You've got to lead your flock. And I'm sure there's people in your church that... All right, you know, what's going on with this whole thing? And uh, so hopefully you will be the guy to... Uh, All I got to do is listen. It's yeah. not really about leadership. It's about followership when you're a pastor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Follow the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. You got two ears, one mouth, right? So there you go. <laughs> I yeah. heard that in a while. You're right. <laughs> God bless you, Gus. Thanks for hanging in there. All right. Yes, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. This okay. is your life. God's truth. Your QFM.